0: I've never really found bathroom humor funny. Like, I'm not one what, of those people. like poop people... jokes? You, you don't, no, you don't know. I don't <laughs> like the, even the word. I never was interested in hearing a poop joke or, like, any of those things. And you wouldn't now... have made a good
1: pediatrician, then.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I talk about poop every single day, like, 15 times a day.
1: Poop and pee, it's, like, the number one topic in the office, you know?
0: <laughs> as soon as you become a parent, as soon as you have that baby, you count poops, you 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 inspect the color, the consistency, all of the things for your baby. And I, I just like nobody I, I didn't realize that and now I um
1: now... Oh, you get closer to poop than you ever really wanted to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Mama. Welcome parents to raising amazing.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator Warsh, board-certified pediatrician, specializing in integrative medicine.
0: And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother.
1: Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood.
0: And together, let's begin Raising Amazing. I don't don't know. (laughs) Dada.
1: So have you started the fun, fun times of potty training yet?
0: No, because I suck. I know... We recorded this podcast and I was all fired up to start immediately and I haven't done anything more than what I said that I was already doing in the interview, which is sometimes I let him run around with his, or sometimes he runs around with his diaper off and he, and he will pee in the potty, which is great. But like, no, he is absolutely scared out of his mind to poop in the, in the potty and I haven't taken the time to do it because I want to do it right now that we spoke with this amazing you know potty training expert and I know what to do I just need to actually do it I mean let's do it that's
1: totally fine I, I would say in terms of the medical literature you know average for starting potty training is like two and a half so you know you're just getting around that age now and many kids are not potty trained for years after that even and, and so there's not a specific rush some kids will really want to do it and they'll ask for it and, and that's when you know that you really get going. other times you have to kind of push a little bit and, and work on it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's it's probably getting near the time where it'd be worthwhile to put a little bit more focus on it, but there's really no no rush if they're not that interested.
0: Well that makes me feel better. So he'll be two and a half, August 4th so maybe that's when I'll start. That feels like a really good like decision time like okay, you're two and a half and now we're gonna start like for reals
1: yeah a lot of times people will do it after something they're like oh we're going on a trip so I don't want to deal with it during the trip so after Mm -hmm. the trip oh we're two and a half now we'll do it or you just you just pick there's no magic like oh we're two and a half we're gonna you know a lot of times it's just we're gonna work on it and we're gonna go to the bathroom and we're gonna go on the potty every single hour for a full day and we're gonna get some poops and peas in the potty and we're gonna have a celebration and you know then hopefully it starts to build from there but there is no magic or magic age
0: I mean, he did just go pee in the potty right before he took this nap, right before we record, we started recording this podcast. Today. That's good. That's good. And yeah, and then he asked me for a surprise, so because that's what I st- I I started a long time ago. He
1: knew. Um, he knew you were gonna call him out. So I like, know. And I'm so so just gonna up start up doing this, cookie, I guess.
0: <laughs> and then he didn't want to go to sleep because I was like, well, it was like a healthy cookie, but it's still like a little bit yeah, of sugar. It's one
1: of those times that bribery is a good, you know, you yeah. got you gotta you gotta find what they like it to be to positively reinforce them and so yeah. you know we're not all about cookies and snacks and sugar here but i think that at the same time there are times where it's very logical and reasonable to use you know rewards to a hot yeah you know, whatever whatever works you know <laughs> whatever whatever works to get them to go to the bathroom it's like short term okay you had a cookie but for like a long term of success right you, you balance right i'm not an all or none none kind of guy
0: Right. We're not going to give cookies after every pee in the potty. No. Um, But yeah, so I just, you're, you're right. Like there's been like trips and things and we've been busy. And so I keep thinking, oh, after this, then we'll start after this, then we'll start. So I I do just, I do want to start because I, I think that he's ready and it's just that I, we haven't put the time into it. Again, there's like the parent guilt.
1: Mm -hmm. Ugh. It's, it's always – there's always parent kill. We're always like, oh, I should have done it. But not really, right? It's fine. And most people haven't yet. So you're, you're all good.
0: Okay, good. Okay, good. Well, so any – okay, I have to also say my mommy group from when – a shout-out to any mommy group listeners that I, I was in, um, my mommy and me class. Um, when we first decided to do this podcast, I sent out a text to all of them. And I was like, what do you want to hear? What do you want to listen to? And they were all like, potty training. <laughs> so um, – this this was such an amazing interview um i'm so excited that we got to talk to her because now i know what to do i just gotta do it
1: let's uh let's get right into it let's get into the pee and poop
0: (laughs) dr gator and i could not be more excited to have today's guest. (laughs) Genuinely, we have a potty training expert with us today. Allison Jandu is a mom of two, an author and a professional potty training consultant who helps families all over the world get the potty training success they deserve. She's got online classes and she's releasing a new children's book this summer called How Do You Poo? (laughs) I love it. Um, welcome, Allison. We, like I said, are genuinely so excited to have you. I need to start potty training and I haven't. I've been waiting to do this interview.
2: (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. I hope I can give you some good tips today
1: we are excited and I was joking with Serena you know before you came on and I was like you know we, we tricked you we, we you thought we had a podcast but we really just wanted to get advice for our own kids so you know this is this the best way to do it
0: yeah
2: hey that's what I live for so I'm all about
0: it it's true but I'm, I am also in a mommy group and I messaged them and I was like what's one thing that you guys want to hear on our podcast and they all were like overwhelmingly potty training please help so it is yeah. not just us selfishly it is um, the <laughs> world really yeah absolutely help in this, everybody
2: definitely yeah. yeah that's kind of why i started doing this because it's kind of a underserved resource out there so you know parents do need help in this area so you guys definitely aren't alone for sure <laughs> and, and, and
1: even doctors right because you know we learn very minimal about potty training so sure. you know let, let's just start with kind of what i have learned through okay. med school which is very minimal and usually the the discussion is around you know, potty training often will start around two, two and a half, you're looking for readiness cues like they're saying, uh, you know, that they that they feel it or that it's bothering them. Um, girls tend to be earlier than boys. So I don't know how much of that is true, how much of that has changed, but that's those are some of the things that I've learned. So my first question to you uh, would be, you know, what is the latest information on when is the best time to think about starting to potty train?
2: Sure. Yeah. So that is pretty accurate. Um, Research does show us that um, right around the 24-month mark is kind of the ideal age for most kids. You know, of course, generally speaking, every child is different. Some are ready earlier, some are ready later. Um, But right around that 24-month mark is kind of the sweet spot um, when they start showing those signs of readiness and when they're their little bodies are becoming physiologically ready to actually be able to potty train. So you'll you'll probably notice that they're, um, you know, they're consolidating and not peeing as frequently as maybe they once were. Mm-hmm. So you're changing less diapers. Um, they might have predictable bowel movements at this point. Um, they may even be showing signs as far as like hiding to poop um, is a big one. You know, because that's showing that they have that awareness in their bodies that they know that they need to go before they do. Um, yeah, and, and those kinds of things. So that typically, you're right, your, your medical um, your medical training is correct. Um, 24 <laughs> months, 10 to. <laughs> yeah, that's always a relief to hear, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so typically, um, typically right around that two-year mark is the ideal age. Um, but timing is also very important to consider. And I think a lot of parents maybe confuse the two because, um, you know, it's also important to think about the, the timing that you're starting potty training um, over worrying about complying to some ideal age window because um, you have to think about if there are any other major changes going on in your child's life um, or in the family's life in general because it kind of affects the whole family if you think about it. So, um, you know, if, you, if you're having a new baby or maybe you're moving or going through a divorce or something like that, like anything that could potentially cause your child to have Emotional stress, Mm. you want to avoid introducing the change of potty training on top of that for a period of time. So, timing is also a very important thing to consider.
0: That makes a whole lot of sense. So, okay, how do you start?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right right to it. Just like, okay, (laughs) get to it. Uh, Just tell me what
2: to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, typically, little kids tend to be. they, they tend to be creatures of habit, right? So they thrive on routine. They really like knowing what to expect. They like having predictability in their day-to-day life. So it's always really helpful to do some, um, some preparation with your child before you actually dive in and just get rid of diapers cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, when you start introducing major changes like that, something that they've been comfortable with their whole life, um, you know, and you take away their diaper and you're like, nope, just kidding, today we're going to use the potty instead. Um, their defenses kind of automatically go up, but if you take some time beforehand to introduce the concept of potty training in kind of a uh, a low pressure way, without pressure for you know without pressure for them to actually perform, just yet at first. So fun things, you know, like reading potty books, watching potty videos, um, doing some pretend play with their dolls and like having their dolls and toys use the potty. Oh, that's good. Um, I've done. You the, know,
0: we're doing the potty books. Okay, haven't watched the videos. He'll pee in the potty, but uh, that's great. Pooping in the potty is different. But anyway, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, that's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you're off to a great start already. That's great. Um, getting that early exposure is really important because, um, you know, like I said, if you're if you're doing it in a way and introducing it in kind of a friendly way, where you're kind of following their lead, but you're not pushing them too hard to uh, to do anything or put really strict expectations on them, um, getting them that exposure is going to make it seem like less of a big scary change once it does come time for them to solely use the potty instead of diapers. So doing it in those kind of fun, playful ways is um, is really the best the best way to introduce that to them. So that way. Um, you know, it's more receptive to them. It's kind of on. It's in kid language, like mm-hmm. doing play and keeping it fun, um, so that way when you do count down the days to no more diapers and you say goodbye to them, um, you know they're they're more prepared. They're mentally prepared for it a little bit better.
1: Awesome. And what do you have potty recommendations? What's your favorite one? to buy or for parents or a couple.
2: <laughs> sure. So, um so right now I have two favorites. Um so there is the um the learn to go potty by Summer Infant and um, it's a really great one because it's It's the one my kids both trained with, actually, fun fact. Um, (laughs) But it's less than $10 at Walmart. Um, It's super easy to clean. It looks very simple. Um, It resembles a little potty and it's really portable and easy to carry around with you, you know, wherever you happen to be, which is great because in the beginning, you know, you're gonna need to have that potty kind of within arm's reach so you can try to catch as many successes as possible. Um, So that one's really great. And then also um, one that I recently discovered like last year, um, which is good, particularly for those kiddos, Serena, maybe this could be good for you Mm. for those kiddos that um, struggle a bit with pooping on the potty. And it's called the, you're gonna laugh. The Super Pooper Plus Potty by the first the, the first year's brand, and um, this potty is unique from any other one because it comes with a little built-in uh, foot support. So it's got like a little kind of squatty potty thing built right into the potty, so that they can put their foot their feet in the proper poop positioning, which I like to call it, <laughs> um, so that their knees are elevated slightly above their hips, and um, that kind of makes it just easier for them to to poop. And it puts them in that, in that ideal positioning. So those are my two favorites right now. Cool. Okay. Taking
0: notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so g- going back to what you just said, you said something interesting, which I haven't heard, um, which is counting down the days until no diapers. So okay, c-
2: yeah. C- can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Yeah. Happy to elaborate on that. So, um, literally it really helps to count down the days to no more diapers with your child. Um, especially those kiddos who, um, to tend to be very resistant to change. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in, in other transitions or milestones you've seen, um, you know, resistance from them particularly, you can expect to see the same thing when it comes to potty training as well. Um, So by actually taking some time to do a a visual countdown for them, so this could either be um, by crossing off days on the calendar with them, or making like a little paper chain and tearing a link off each night before they go to bed, um, leading up to the days of no more diapers, Just doing that for about three to five days before you get ready to start, Um, it can really mentally, you know, get them in the right frame of mind. It helps them to see, okay, this change is definitely coming. It kind of gradually builds them up to the process and it gives you a good opportunity to really like build their confidence while you're doing this countdown period for them. So that way they don't feel as um, anxious or apprehensive about it once it actually, once that, you know, D day actually hits and you do say goodbye to the diapers.
0: Let me ask a question about this, and this might be a dumb question, but I'm starting from zero here. So, no dumb questions. <laughs> so while you're counting down the days to no diapers, are you, mm-hmm. there's, they're still wearing diapers, and you're start and you're just taking their diaper off to use the potty? or yeah. do you
2: So if they are already so, so some kids are going to have that experience already peeing and and mm-hmm. pooping on the potty possibly like your like your little one is um but some kids won't have any potty experience themselves yet so they will still be in diapers so you'll still you know go about your daily routine as you have been leading up until that point um until that final day where you have no more days to x off or you have no more links to tear off and then that is the official day um that you're going to take the day to focus on getting them using the potty instead of using their diaper so it helps to have that definitive stopping point um just to set the really clear expectation that okay the diapers are all gone from now on we're going to put our pee and poop in the potty and mommy and daddy are going to be there to help you through it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it just helps to have a, a day, um, or a weekend that you can take to, you know, really focus on them, focus on, uh, cause you're learning too, right? right. So you're going to be like looking and learning, um, their, um, their potty, lang- their potty language, mm-hmm. I call it, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, excuse the pun, but you know, the ways that their behavior and their body language and their facial expressions change when they need to use the bathroom. So you can be looking for those things to uh, help redirect them to the potty at the appropriate times and to learn their patterns as far as like how often they tend to go, um, you know, and, and help them recognize the the urges and things that they're getting from their body. So it really helps to have that day where, you, where you're not doing anything else that you can be focused solely on them and helping them, you know, get as many successes in the potty as possible. Um, So having that initial weekend kind of lays the groundwork and then you can build on it from there. That tends to be um, a good way for for most children to be able to start with the potty training process.
1: Right. And I, I imagine... Especially at the beginning, especially with that kind of strategy, there's going to be accidents. I mean, there's going to be accidents, whatever strategy you're going to have. So first question would be, do you like to transition to like training, pants, pull-ups, those kind of things, because you know you're going to have accidents? And then two, what is your uh, just general suggestions for, for accidents. Cause I know from a medical standpoint, a lot of kids still have accidents even for years after that, they might not be fully potty trained. They might have accidents at night and it's pretty normal. There's a pretty high percentage, actually maybe 25, 30% of kids, even after two or three are still going to have accidents. So right. maybe let's talk a little bit about those uh, more difficult kids to potty train.
2: <laughs> sure. Of course. Um, so first, um, being the potty training lover that I am, I always like to try to put positive spins on things. So um, accidents are actually really great learning opportunities. So I know that, you know, that's probably the most frustrating part of potty training is worrying about dealing with accidents, right? So like, oh my God, I'm gonna be spending my whole day going behind my child and like cleaning up after them. Um and like some it of that's
0: true. Before, right. That's like what we're already anyway.
2: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, so but unfortunately that's part of the process. Um, you know, but that's the way that they learn. So actually, Like, research shows us that every time we make a mistake, that our brain is working to create new pathways and to, you know, help us, like, prevent that mistake from happening again in the future. So, by having accidents, it's kind of part of the process, but it's actually helping them to learn. So, that's kind of why I recommend um, avoiding pull-ups, because they... You know, unless you're really trying to get your child some experience with uh, you know, pulling up and down their pants, which obviously is is an important part of um p- potty independence, but um, really, they're no different than diapers. Like, the technology is just so good that um, they're so absorbent. So, as soon as your child starts to pee, it's just absorbed right away. So, sometimes it um, Especially in kiddos that tend to be uh, that have low sensitivities to things, they might not even realize that they're peeing. Mm-hmm. So um, by removing that altogether, and actually, you can even have a short period, like a day or so, of uh, of them just being totally bottomless. It really accentuates, um, you know, the urges that they're having. It makes the accidents more apparent to both your child and to you, so that you know you can potentially. Um, Like I said, if you have that potty within arm's reach, you can kind of try to catch any pee or poop that you can from the accident um, and, and turn the accident into a success, which helps them to learn. Right. So they they learn, Okay, I get this feeling in my stomach and then something starts coming out of my body. And, you know, so it's very visual. It's very apparent to them. And it just tends to accelerate the learning process.
1: Got it. Just just pick up the expensive rugs.
2: Yes. yes, roll up the area rugs, <laughs> get some puppy pee pads, you know. <laughs> so, yes, definitely.
0: I want to go back and ask you a, a question about, um, again, the countdown here. So you're essentially okay. ripping the Band-Aid off. We're just taking their diapers and putting them away. And so when you're starting, having them walk around the house diaperless, we do that every now and then, and he will pee in the potty. That's um, right. And then, but what about for nighttime when you first start? Yeah.
2: Yeah, a lot of parents are dying to know, but what do I do for nighttime? And, you know, that can probably be the most intimidating part of potty training because, um, you know, there's so much information floating around out there that nighttime dryness is something that's, uh, that's purely developmental. Um, but in fact, you can take certain measures to help your child learn how to use the potty even at night. Um, not saying that you can necessarily train them to be able to stay dry the entire night or to not have to pee during their sleep because you know, Dr. Gator, as you know, that's a lot of uh, hormonal development and things like mm-hmm. that. So um, so obviously that's not something that we can train or teach them to do. But um, I think a lot of parents would find that if they started to um, to check their child's diapers, like in the early morning hours, just before, um, before your child wakes up, they might find that they're already staying dry through most of the night. Um, and they're just waiting until they start waking up in the morning to you know release that big first morning pee into their diaper then they have this super saturated diaper in the morning which kind of gives the false impression that they've been peeing all night long mm-hmm. um when in fact they might be ready and um being dry through most of the night without without you even realizing it so doing a little research in advance can help you kind of determine okay are they ready to get rid of the nighttime diapers all at once which does kind of help and it's you know sends a very clear message that um, all the diapers are gone, all pee and poop only goes in the potty now, um, you know, or you can postpone the nighttime training. A lot of families choose to do that as well and um, and do that at a later time. So if you're going to do that, I do recommend at least eliminating the, the naptime diapers so that way at least there's no, um, yeah, there's no diapers at all during the day, um, which tends to work just as effectively at sending that message as um, getting rid of them altogether. So I don't want parents to feel pressured like, oh my gosh, I have to get rid of all the nighttime diapers and everything all in one go. You don't necessarily have to do it that way. Um, It is doable, though. So there are a lot of strategies and things that you can implement to help your child learn how to wake up and use the potty if they need to. Oh, my God. If we get rid of the nap time diaper, does that mean he's not going
0: to nap? Because I record this podcast during naps.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm not going to lie. It may disrupt his sleep, but it will only be temporary. Okay. You know? So we all tend to sleep a little less when we're learning new things. But um, I, don't, I don't expect it to, to be too disruptive, especially if you can get him to use the potty before he lays down. Yeah. He should be good to go. Okay.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of times when they're sleeping, they don't go to the bathroom, especially as they get older I and mean, mm-hmm. your body just naturally does that. Some kids are really deep sleepers at night, right. and they still do. And even that's, those are the kids that even um, without a medical reason are the ones that still tend to have accidents, even as they're five, 10, even older sometimes because they're just so such a deep sleeper. They just don't wake up when they get those cues, but most people, most kids do the most kids get the cues they learn right. and, and they do wake up. So, you know, it, it's, It's certainly a concern if they're sleeping on you. Maybe you're going to get wet once or twice, but most kids (laughs) kids don't. Poop or pee during their naps. They usually do it near the end, just like she's saying. Oh, so that, interesting!
0: That, Learning yeah. so much. <laughs> Can I ask? Hopefully, you it makes you feel better. But, a, little but bit it's a danger
1: zone. You're in a danger zone, Serena. Yeah. So, you know, you oh, get yeah. this ready. This podcast
0: <laughs> is in the danger zone. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if he his pee wakes up, his, messes up his naps. Um, oh jeez. So not really. Um, one more question. Um sure. So we have. He does. Will pee in the potty, but he seems scared to poop in the potty now I haven't done any really of these things that you've said and I haven't had the conversations in the way that you're saying them and I do think that will help but there have been times where I've let him you know run around with his diaper off when I know he's going to poop and he just
2: holds it until I put a diaper back on him can you speak to that Sure. Yeah. And that's super common. Okay. Um, you know, research shows that up to 25% of families struggle to get their children to poop in the potty. Um, my experience shows that up to 40% of parents <laughs> struggle at some point to get their children to poop in the potty. So it's um, it's kind of a whole different beast altogether, really, pooping is. Um, kiddos from a very young age tend to sounds really weird but it they tend to be a little bit possessive of their poop because um you know it's it's something they made it's something that they're used to having close to them right so if you think about it their whole life they've only known pooping in a diaper so when it comes out it's right there up against their body um which sounds really gross but if you think about it from you know their perspective, putting it into the potty and having it come out and away from their body is like a hugely different sensation for them. So that can cause a lot of apprehension and even sometimes like some anxiety over it. And, um, and that's, that's a genuine kind of fear that some kids have. So the best things that you can do is from as early as possible to start um, positive associations with pooping in general, not even necessarily just pooping in the potty, But you want to praise them every time that they have a bowel movement in their diaper. Um, You know, just say things like, oh, that was a really good poop. I bet your belly feels so much better now. And, you know, things like that. Whereas a lot of parents tend to, you know, of course, unintentionally, but we tend to put a negative spin on pooping where we'll be like, oh, P, you, you sure do stink today. Or, um, oh, man, don't touch that. It's super dirty. You know, it's your poopy diaper. And then kids are kind of internalizing that negativity surrounding pooping, which, doesn't necessarily help your cause when you're asking them to change um, out of that comfort zone of what they're used to of pooping in their diaper, mm-hmm. so starting those positive associations from as early as you possibly can is really going to make a big difference um, in how they feel about putting their poop somewhere else from in their diaper. So that's step one. Um, step two is to make sure that there's no uh, constipation or anything present because if they if they're constipated um, or they're if they've had an uncomfortable bowel movement or something from maybe with holding uh, like you were saying he was waiting to get his diaper put back on Mm -hmm. Um, then and then they have an uncomfortable bowel movement they can start to associate that discomfort with the potty and that can kind of put them off of using the potty so you always want to be sure that they're pooping comfortably in general um, you know whether it be in their diaper or wherever before you tackle any type of you know potty training or poop training with them. So so that's another really important factor. And then um rewards. Rewards really go a long way if you can offer them a reward for pooping in the potty. Hot um wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bingo. Um like something really enticing for them that um maybe they don't get on any other occasion, you know, yeah. maybe something that's special that's um exclusive to them pooping on the potty that they can get access to um then then that can really go a long way too and encourage them to maybe take that step outside their comfort zone and after they do it a couple of times mostly it's smooth sailing from there so it's just kind of getting over that initial hump of you know trepidation and then and then they get the hang of it
1: Serena, now you know what it's like to be a pediatrician, because this is pretty much all day, just poop cat.
2: <laughs> yeah, who, kn- is- Dude, who you're knew doctor- you'd be talking so much about poop, ever? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I make that joke a lot in the office, because it's like, you know, you talk about poop a lot more than you ever thought you would. And kids come in, especially the teenagers, and they're like, you know, constipation issues, and this and that. And we're like, you didn't think you are talking about poop this much today, but yeah,
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> yep, that's awesome. And that's my everyday life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So speaking about that, uh, you mentioned you know watching some videos, books, and I know you have a book coming out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we could start with, if you have any recommendations of some of your favorite. know other books or videos that you have seen that you've been recommending to your clients and then obviously you're like these are all crappy so I'm gonna make my own Um, So maybe (laughs) tell us about your book after that
2: sure (laughs) um yeah so I do have a list of my favorite um children's books for potty training um I actually have an Amazon store that kind of has them all saved right there so that you can go through and and pick and choose um but so yeah so there are some really good ones out there um there's a book written by a friend of mine um called from um, from chewing to pooing and it kind of is a it's a kid's version explaining how the digestive system works cool. and it's really cool because um it puts it in t- it's it's a rhyming book it's got really cool illustrations and it puts it in kids terms so they can understand like um you know in more detail like why we poop and i think that really is helpful in especially for kiddos who may be struggling with the poop issue specifically um to getting them to poop in the potty um I also have another children's book that came out last year. um, that's more generalized. It's more geared towards younger toddlers and it's called let's go to the potty. And, um, and that's a really good one. It's super cute illustrations. Um, and it's more, uh, it's kind of instructional, right? So it's like step-by-step of like what to do when you feel the urge to go potty. Um, you know, you go to the bathroom, you sit, wait sometimes. And, and those kinds of things. It has a fun little, um, song that you can sing to your child while they're sitting and waiting on the potty. So, uh, so I'd recommend checking that one out too. Um, there there's a couple of good ones. Um, there's, there's one funny enough also called um super pooper which is um the same as the the same name as the potty that I talked about earlier and that's um it's kind of more silly but it's it's good to have a mix of books um you know that are more uh instructional and then you have like some silly funny ones um and then you can even get some that have like like Daniel Tiger has a potty book Elmo has a potty book Mm -hmm. and some of those have even like interactive features like buttons or flaps that you can push um to really keep your child engaged. So getting a variety of potty books and then kind of switching up what you're reading um, with them like every other day or so, it just helps them to keep them engaged and it keeps their interest up. They don't get as bored with it. So having a variety I think is really important. And then another fun tip too is um, as you're reading the books, um, whatever character in the book is using the potty, you can change out their name for your child's name as you're reading. And, um, you know, they will think that's the coolest thing ever. So that's, that's (laughs) another way to really, you know, pique their interest and get them engaged. That's smart. I like that.
0: Where can people find you and this link to all of these books and to your workshops?
2: Yeah, of course. So, um, the best place probably is, um, my Instagram page. So, um, you can follow me on Instagram at potty training consultant. I've got tons of free resources there. Um, as well as links to my Amazon store where I have all my favorite, um, kids potty training books saved, um, and a lot of my favorite, um, Potty supplies saved there as well, so it's kind oh, of great. all in like a one-stop shop. You can go grab everything that you need right th- right then and there. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and then uh, yeah, and then you can also find links to my online courses as well. So I've got a variety of those to choose from too for whatever topic you might be interested in.
1: Can we talk about that for a second before we go cuz that would be what what are the courses about what are they taking you through and what what ages like a younger kids one older kids one what what kind of courses do you
2: have sure so right now um i have two that are ideal for those that are just getting started out um they're not age specific so it's really great because they can be applied to you know an 18 month old or a 4 year old so it's it spans a wide range And um, they both talk you through, you know, all the steps, it's kind of broken down into 10 manageable steps to, uh, you know, starting from the prep stuff, some of the prep stuff that we talked about today, um, up to what the first few days of potty training look like, and then how to incorporate those changes back into your regular everyday routine. Um, so one of, one of them contains uh, 90 days of support as well for me. So that way as you're going through, if you have questions or if something's not working, uh, you can reach out to me directly and, and get those answers that you need to help you get success. Um, and then I also have a course specific for getting your child to poop on the potty because as I said, that's such a major issue. So that tends to be a good one for uh, people with, with older children that maybe have struggled with that issue for some time. Um, And then I have a course specific for nighttime training as well. So, uh, So that walks you through all the steps of getting to dry nights. Um, and this summer I'm going to be making some more, so I'm going to have like a special needs one, um, and stuff like that. So there's more oh, in the works. Wonderful. So everybody should, should stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful.
1: Cool. And, and you know, if you don't like doing courses, then just start a podcast and then you, <laughs> know, that. you don't, you don't need, to, you need to do any course.
2: <laughs> I've thought about it. I have thought about it. I think, I think once this virtual schooling stuff goes away, then that might be on my list. <laughs> I mean, it
1: could be like a, a very fun podcast. Just like Terrible potty training stories yeah. and just like have everybody come on and just tell about I, how funny yeah. things that have happened to them while potty training.
2: I think that could make a lot of people feel <laughs> a lot better, actually.
0: <laughs> I love this idea of the courses also for your partner, spouse, whatever, to be on the same page because that's a huge Absolutely. piece in implementing new things is that we have to do the same thing. I can't. 100%. Like I'm learning all this, but like I got to have my know all the things that I know. Yeah. And so I love the idea of taking a class together or doing a course together, so everybody's on the same page.
2: Yeah, it is really helpful, and you're right; yeah. that consistency is so important. So it's really helpful to have everybody on the same page, and you can even pass the information on to you know if your child goes to daycare, or if you have a nanny or something like that, then mm-hmm. um, it really helps to kind of keep everything cohesive and consistent across the board.
1: Mm, for sure, and awesome. and it's one of those things where you know I think like potty training, sleep, you know they're 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 not necessarily that difficult to do but there's certain amounts of information that you need that just no one's ever taught exactly we're not just you need some little pointers here and there for the most part sometimes it can be really difficult but for the most part if you can work with somebody amazing like yourself just get the tips and the tricks and just have a strategy then kids are smart they're gonna figure it out but we just have to you know nudge them in the right direction
2: (laughs) exactly yep they're looking for us to guide them so that's what we got to do and um you know keep it as positive as possible but if you have a game plan going in and you're and you're confident, you know, then I think that makes a big difference because your child's ultimately gonna, gonna follow your lead. So if you're feeling good about it, they're more likely to feel good about it too. I
0: love that.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. It
2: was
1: (laughs) a pleasure chatting with you.
2: Yeah. So excited. Thank you. We're ready
1: to go now. We're we're going home. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good luck, guys. (laughs) Let me know if you need any help. I'm here for you.
1: (laughs) We'll we'll send you pictures of the accident. (laughs) Serena's going to send you pictures of the accident.
0: I have totally (laughs) sent Dr. Gator pictures of my son's poop. (laughs)
2: is this normal
0: (laughs) i've totally done that yes
2: yeah
0: (laughs) oh gosh well thank you allison you're fabulous everybody check allison's website out and instagram and we can all um get through this together Yes, (laughs) you will you can do
2: it
1: (laughs) wow that was a a great talk and you know i want to say serena poop jokes aren't my favorite kind of jokes but they are a solid number two
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> you know I had to make one poop joke for you. If, you know since now you're now you're a poop fan, right?
0: <laughs> that was good. Uh, that, that was good. That was a genuine make me laugh. All right, all right. Um, now I'm a fan. I'm a fan. A fan of that poop joke. I like that. As long, as, long as there's one, right? <laughs> um, Oh that was great. She was great, and. I am going to buy the potties that she suggested to buy because why not and and just do all of the things to you know make it as easy as possible on myself and Nico
1: that's the one that I have and I think that you know at the end of the day it's just you got to get one you got to get rolling you got to do it and, and and they'll get there I mean they, they will be potty trained again you know but by we get to college they'll, they're they're not going to be in diapers anymore so right. they'll get potty trained. <laughs>
0: all right so may the force be with all of you parents out there who are um getting into this with potty training and um let's just keep raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children thank you all so much for joining us each week please be sure to subscribe to the raising amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes you can also follow us on instagram at raising amazing podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos and if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show you can send in your questions to raising amazing podcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city that's it for us for now we'll catch you next wednesday on raising amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.